This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. We must do our daily financial news. Before we jump into the financial news, a couple of uh, little things to let you know about. First, if you ever wondered what it was like to uh, manage sales teams, run sales teams from around the world, take a product from zero to a hundred million, uh, my good friend Stratton Brown interviewed me yesterday, and that video will go live at 8 a.m. on this channel. Uh, it's about 30 minutes long, really about my software career, entrepreneurship, you know, things I would do different or whatnot. Pretty exciting interview, I think, if you were in the business of, if you have a quota, if you're an entrepreneur, hopefully you will like that. And then second, uh, if you are a student of mine, I want to call attention again to April Crosley's videos that were loaded in the course yesterday. Uh, she was gracious enough to give us three videos. The second one I have watched a couple of times now because she is really painting a picture of areas where she goes and looks for private money. Some of us have worked in careers where individual investors might be in our circle or maybe our kind of second, you know, deviation away, that second circle of influence. Uh, she's talking about how to go talk with strangers, seek them out, even going to the recorder's office and finding folks that might be open to it. So if you've ever thought about private money, but you don't have anybody in your circle, Go ahead and look at that video. Again, I would tell you to look at all three. It's about an hour in duration total. Uh, if you haven't yet signed up for the course and you're interested in private money, the time is now. Uh, it is, uh, it's only $199, and I am adding more experts as we go. And then once we are complete, we will just raise the price. Make sure you join the group, though. One rental at a time works. If you do, it is free to you, and we do a mentoring session every Saturday at 9 a.m. So on to the daily financial news. A couple of things are kind of catching my attention. First and foremost, just the sheer amount of cash in the system and more coming. It certainly feels like we're set up for a pullback. We're set up for a blow-off top rally. Uh, I remember the, the words irrational exuberance. Uh, what was that, 20 years ago or so? But right now, cash is earning nothing in the bank. Uh, the stock market, Bitcoin, seems like easy money to the retail investors. And that has me concerned. Anytime you kind of get away from the normal truly investing, and now you go to speculating or gambling, it makes me nervous. And we are quickly getting into a session where it's, hey, everything goes up. Just keep buying it. You always win, right? And we know trees don't go to the heavens and there will be a pullback at some point. Uh, looks like MicroStrategy, uh, the first you know, public company who made a significant play in Bitcoin, Michael Saylor, I think is their CEO. He is now sitting on $3.5 billion in Bitcoin. 
right on the balance sheet of MicroStrategy. But he's going a next level. He is issuing $690 million in a convertible note so he can go buy more. As a public company, as somebody who has been in those meetings and fiduciary duty and things of that nature, when is too much too much? It feels good when you're winning, Michael, but when are you over-levered? When have you taken capital, cash, currency, and just gone too far? Adding debt to micro-strategies to buy crypto? I guess that's one way to go. Uh, one thing I am thinking about, again, Bitcoin's crazy. It's at 51000 or something this morning. I wonder if we are seeing just a disproportionate, I don't know what it'd be, flight or fear of the U.S. dollar. We have talked historically how crypto is a way for individuals in other countries to get their wealth out of the country. Think Venezuela, Argentina, Peru, right? People who saw their currencies devalue. A lot of the rich went to crypto, left the country, and then converted it back in their next destination. I just wonder if there's a larger percentage of folks that are like, oh my God, I can't believe what's going on. Um, I got to save something. So I don't know. I don't think that's a large percentage just yet, but I don't know what else explains the just rampant run. I think it's up like 60% or something since January. It's, it's crazy. Something that is really odd Right, Tesla just came out the other day, talked about making a $1.5 billion investment. Do you know, at least on paper, just on paper, they have made more in Bitcoin in three weeks than they have ever made selling electric cars? How is, I mean, really? That's, that's amazing. And I have seen many articles that, yes, as I talked about, Bitcoin is now have to be talked about in board of directors. Many of them would never talk about it before. Now it's at least getting a conversation. It will be interesting to see what other companies go that direction. Next up, we talked about earnings over the weekend, uh, about one that I'd be watching for today, and that was Hilton Worldwide. I talked about looking to see if the consumers and you know, starting to stretch their legs and get out? And the answer is no. Hilton missed top line, missed bottom line. They're down roughly 60% uh, year on year. Just horrible. Not a lot of good news in Hilton's report. It did feel a little kitchen sink to me, meaning let's throw all the bad news we already missed. Let's throw it in and you know, let's let's see what happens in Q2. But yeah, Hilton missed top and bottom. Airbnb is winning. You know, when you guys are traveling, you're, you're going to go stay at an Airbnb. Hotels, vertical hotels, just like vertical office, like vertical condo, not place people want to be. Next up, Shopify. Shopify hit top and bottom. Kind of that platform for side hustles, selling stuff online, right? It is, it is proving its merit being the e-commerce platform. Uh, Warren Buffett has made some moves. Warren Buffett has made some moves, so we got to pay attention. The biggest one for me is he sold J.P. Morgan. 
Warren Buffett has been in the banks for seemingly years. And J.P. Morgan, my opinion only, is the top-notch bank. Well, he's out. I wonder what that means. Let's just be real. Buffett does more homework on the banks than any other human alive. I'm not sure what that means, right? J.P. Morgan has a big reserve for bad debt. We've documented it on this channel. J.P. Morgan reversed some of that bad debt last quarter. I think it was a billion one or a billion two. They took it off. J.P. Morgan also basically really tightened up criteria last year. Remember April, May, June, where they're like, basically, if you're not a 800 credit score, we're not going to lend to you. But I'm wondering what that means. And instead of the banks, he went to Verizon. Verizon. Is that a 5G play, you think? Is that a dividend play? Right? What does this mean? Getting out of the banks now as the yield curve steepens? That's an odd choice. Usually banks make a lot more money with a steep yield curve versus a flat yield curve. So I'm going to look into this more. His, uh, I think it's called a fifth, I don't know what it's called, some kind of filing. I'm going to have to read into this more. I don't know why you would sell JP Morgan in an environment where yield curve is steepening. That's going to be something we got to go figure out. Looks like the Justice Department is poking its nose into the Salesforce Slack arena. They're asking for some more questions. I'm not, you know, we'll see. I don't know. Um, I can't imagine it doesn't go through, but maybe they have to license some technology or do some divestitures. I'm not sure. But it seemed like a pretty good deal. Again, it's a $27.7 billion acquisition scheduled to close the end of July. Lazy Boy, the good old recliner. I'm sure they do more, but I know Lazy Boy is the recliners. Uh, they had a drop in profit for two reasons. One, they've had to increase costs to clean manufacturing and distribution, right? Kind of the COVID costs. But they've also had to drop, um, they've also had a drop in their supply chain, right? They've, their supply chain is disrupted from getting supplies to, find, to finishing goods. Kind of what we're seeing in chip manufacturing for automobiles. Supply chain disruptions are happening all over. The 10-year treasury, I told you way back on January 1st, I'm watching it. It hit 1.3 um, yesterday, it hit 1.31 this morning. I think it's down now as of this recording. But the Fed can control the front end. They, they can't control the longer durations. It's going to be interesting. I saw perhaps the most idiotic quote from an economist I've ever seen this morning. I had to read it five times to make sure I was reading it correctly. And I'm going to read it word for word just to see if you think it is as crazy as I do. Here we go. This is from Carl Weinberg. It's chief economist is his title. Increase in CPI, that's consumer price index. Increase in CPI are not inflation. And this is not inflation. What? An increase in CPI is not inflation. Really? Really? Meaning gas, food, not inflation? I'm not, I, I sometimes can kind of piece together 
phrases to figure out how he's looking at it? I have no idea. We are going to see a rise in CPI, right? Oil, right? We've talked about it. It's up. I think it's over 50 bucks now. Um, yeah, it's, it's, inflation is coming. And I can't believe he would say, I'm going to hope he was misquoted because that's just dumb. Um, mortgage demand is down. Rates are up. We talked about the 10-year treasury moments ago. Um, purchase mortgage apps down 6%. Refi apps down 5%. Uh, the average purchase loan is actually up to four hundred and twelve grand. That is because FHA uh, um, applications are down significantly. We have an inventory problem at the low end of the market. What else do we have? We have retail sales. Probably the biggest thing happened, right? We talked about retail sales being a big deal. I talked about them on Sunday probably being up, but I did not expect this. Retail sales came out smoking. Retail sales were expected to be up one. I thought they'd be up in the high ones given the $600 stimulus that started hitting people's accounts. It was up 5.9%. 5.9%. That stimulus money is getting spent. Here's where I have a problem. You would think stimulus is for food, utilities, rent. Consumer electronics up 14%. How many people took their 600 bucks and bought, uh, bought a video game player or a new TV? Furniture. Not food, not rent, not utilities. Furniture up 12%. Online goods up 11%. $600, poof, gone. But again, consumer spending up 5.9% goes to tell you that I think Q1 will be better than Q4. Q2 will be better than Q1. This is kind of the trend we are on. And then lastly, talking about Gen Z. We've talked about millennials a bunch on this channel. But Gen Z, the generation behind millennials, is already starting to flex their muscle in China. In China, they make up roughly 17% of the population. But after the pandemic, Gen Z is uh, spending 25%, um, basically punching above its weight class, right? They make up 17%, but their expenditures make up 25% of the economy. So again, we are seeing the youngest generations come out of this pandemic and spend, spend, spend. Could be what we see in this country as well as we get through this. It will be something to watch. Today is Wednesday, so hopefully we have Anna Kelly coming on in a few minutes. Her schedule is very busy, so we'll see if that happens. Uh, I believe we have uh, Matt, the mortgage guy, later in the day. And I might even have one more surprise for you uh, later in the day. It hasn't been confirmed yet, but we'll see what happens. Again, remember, today is a great day to make some money and be a little bit better than yesterday. Bye-bye.